0: talked last week about the covenant with Jesus and getting into harmony, being baptized. And we baptized a couple individuals last week uh, in the the name of the Lord. And we uh, we have been baptizing. We've actually baptized several just in the last few months in Jesus' name. And we're thankful for them making that covenant. And I know the word covenant is kind of a, a difficult and it's a, a, you know we don't think in terms of contract or a, we will hear it maybe at a marriage, a marriage covenant but um, actually uh, covenants are made all the time or agreements and they're supposed to be as binding as your word. We don't Think of it, I know, um, having worked in uh, and having dealt with builders and uh, roof repairmen and others you know they 'll say i 'll be there Monday, and uh, we'll have it done by thursday and um, it 's not a covenant it's uh we're within a month, <laughs> thus being interpreted we 're going to try to we'll try to get started on it before the end of the month and We'll get started, and we won't finish, but it will be close. And uh, you know, many years ago, I was on a plane. I don't remember where, and I, I, they had a movie showing, and I, I've not ever seen it in uh, on video. I'm sure it's funny. I, I don't know. I just saw it on an airplane, and it was called The Money Pit, and there was a Tom Hanks was uh, the uh, starring in it, or was one of the stars, and and they he and his wife uh, bought an old house, and every contractor came in and told them, two weeks, it'll be two weeks, two weeks I'll have the plumbing, and two weeks, and it went on, I guess, for months in this uh, movie, and, and it was finally they were in shatters, uh, you know, shattered their relationship, shattered their lives because they, you know, it was a money pit was the name of the movie, I think it was. But uh, it, it just took up all of that. Well, that's a covenant. You know we make a covenant and you make promises. And I know people have made promises you know, to come to the house of the Lord, to live for God, made promises to, you know, say, I'm going to serve God. And then, and then all of a sudden, uh, whatever, you know, it does not last? I'm going to be there. I'm going to praise God. I'm going to whatever. I'm going to love you till I die. And they make marriage covenants. But There were agreements, and a lot of times these agreements had a special little thing that went along with them. It's starting back in Genesis, Abraham, just to give you an example, and there are numerous examples in the Bible, but in Genesis, the 18th chapter, verses 1 through 8, the Lord appeared unto Moses in the plains of Mamre and he sat at the tent door in the heat of the day and he lifted up his eyes and three men came to him and he ran to meet them and bowed, them to the, bowed himself to the ground. And immediately what did he say? I want to get you a little bread and I want to fetch a morsel of bread and comfort your heart so that you pass on. And uh, Abraham went into the tent and said to Sarah, I want you to get three measures of fine meal and knead it and make Cakes and a hearth and fetch a calf tender and good and gave it to a young man and he hastened to dress it and he took butter and milk and that which he had dressed and set it before him and he stood under the tree and they did eat. And so here it was. It was what commonly later became known as a covenant of salt by breaking bread, by eating together, It was as if you were establishing a covenant. Now I know that we've probably eaten with people and, you know, had people to your house. Or you've gone to a restaurant and, you you know, you may have suffered through a meal and said... (laughs) Oh, Lord, I don't even want to be here, but I'm, I'm going to, you know, maybe, I hope nobody did that over Christmas or Thanksgiving where you went and you were like, oh, my goodness, I don't, I don't want to even eat their food, but I, I will go and be nice. I will go and smile. I will go and say your stuffing is delicious and, uh, well, you know, stovetop or whatever it was. And and I will go, and I will just be nice. But in this day, there was a very important covenant that was was went along with serving food. When you served food, it sort of solidified this sense of we have passed salt. We have broken bread. We have had ourselves in, uh, in, a, in a sense, in that sense of a covenant. Uh, <clears throat> later, Isaac did the same thing, even with strangers. And they did it sort of to solidify a promise or a covenant, if you will. Abimelech went to him, and uh, there had been the discussion of, you know, you hate me, and we're enemies, and all of that, and he was the captain of of the army, and Isaac said unto him, you know, you've come at me, and you hate me, and you've sent me away, and uh, surely, they they said, we saw that the Lord was with you, And, and when... When, when he uh, made that statement, he said, we, even though you hated me, we saw the Lord was with you. And now he says, let us make an oath betwixt us, even betwixt us and thee, and let us make a covenant with thee, that thou will do us no hurt, as we have not touched thee, and we will do nothing unto thee but good. And have sent thee away in peace. Now, what the story, these verses don't really tell, is Isaac had been digging wells, wells rather, well, wells, and they had been stealing them from him. He would dig a well, and they would come and take it. And then he would dig another well, and they would come and take it. And then he would dig another well, and they would come and take it. And so finally. Abimelech said, well, I tell you what, let's make a deal. We're not going to hurt each other. We're going to make this oath and and that we won't touch you and we've sent you away in peace and you're blessed of the Lord. And then what did they do? They made a feast. And they did eat and drink. So here was an enemy... That had been doing them wrong and finally they sat down and they ate together. And it was their covenant meal, if you will. Jacob was no different. We have numerous stories of Isaac and Jacob and Jacob eating and having covenant. In fact, he made a covenant uh, with his father-in-law Laban. Whenever he got married and then later, after he had worked for him for 20 years, he comes to Laban and he says, "Uh, you know, you have all of this and uh, uh, we want to leave and go back uh, up to Canaan's land and we want to leave. And in order for there to be this memorial, they Built a pillar or stone, and the Bible says they shook, they, they, they stood, they gathered these stones, made a heap, and they set it up. And guess what they did when they made this big pile of rocks? They ate on top of it. Now, I know that <clears throat> it's fixing to be lunchtime, and everybody's going to go eat, and some folks have their stomach growling now, but. It's not unusual then that when the children of Jacob, the tribes, went down into Egypt and they lived there and they were going through the plagues, that the last plague was that of Passover. And it was a meal, it was to be eaten by the children of Israel, it was to make covenant with God that we want to follow you out of the land of Egypt. And they sat down and they each house took a blood of a lamb and they killed the lamb and they took its blood and they put it on the doorpost and on the side post and we know about it. But it was, they were going to eat that lamb in the presence of Egypt saying it as unto God. That blood of the Lamb. And we know what was going to happen. The death angel was going to come through Egypt. And that's what happened. And when he saw the blood, what was the death angel going to do? Pass over that house. And that firstborn in that house would not die. And so... This was a meal and they were celebrating and the Jews were eating and they were having this celebration. It was supposed to be a celebration for all time and they were celebrating all of this. When all of a sudden the cries and the screams begin to erupt from houses as they found the firstborn dead of the Egyptians in houses that did not have the blood. And the Bible says that the Lord had instructed them when you eat this meal, you put your shoes on your feet, you get your stuff packed, you get it ready to go because when you hear the death angel having passed, it's time to get up and leave Egypt and they got up that night in the middle of the night and they made their way out and of course they went through the Red Sea and we know Pharaoh and his armies drowned And, and they went 40 days, actually 50 days into the wilderness and they came to Mount Sinai and what happened at Mount Sinai was all of a sudden the Lord dropped the... 10 commandments on Mount Sinai and gave them the 10 commandments (coughs) in other words this was his covenant and he told them I will do this because I brought you out of Egypt I will be your God these are the things thou shalt not kill thou shalt not and he gave them the terms if you will of the contract of the covenant What's amazing, and we don't often talk about it, but what's amazing in that story is that actually in that 24th chapter of the book of Exodus, he took the book of the covenant and read it to the audience of the people. And they said, all that the Lord has said we will do and we will be obedient. And Moses took blood and began to throw it on the people. and said, behold, the blood of the covenant. Blood is what brought you out of Egypt. Blood is what saved your firstborn. God has established this in blood. We know in the New Testament, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. And then you know what they did? Moses and 70 elders, Aaron, Nadab, Abihu went up into the very presence of God and they saw as it were feet were standing on like a sapphire stone and the body of heaven was in his clearness and Read it very carefully. The nobles, the children, the Lord laid his hand. They saw God and did eat and drink. Now this giving of this covenant and Mount Sinai and the cloud becomes what the Jews believe is symbolic of God marrying the children of Israel, and making a marriage covenant with them. In fact, in a Jewish, traditional Jewish wedding, there is what we call a hoopah or a tent that they erect where the bride and groom are under that. And they get married because the original marriage covenant was under a cloud. Most weddings, when you get through with the wedding, what is it that you go and do? You go and have what we call a reception because we're ratifying the covenant, the vows that were made. I know, you know, we've had COVID and we haven't had to have... Receptions and we haven't been able to have some things, and I understand all of that. <clears throat> but when you consider how integral food was in all of this, And then of course if you fast forward to the New Testament, that's all the Old Testament, but fast forward to the New Testament and repeatedly uh, there were the first miracle that Jesus did was at a wedding and it was at a feast and he turns the water into wine, the prodigal son the story in Luke the 15th chapter and actually in all of those parables in Luke the 15th chapter the lost coin and the lost sheep there's all this rejoicing and eating and celebrating and with the prodigal son the same is true when he comes back what is it that the father does? Puts on the ring and kills the fatted calf and says look We're going to have a feast. Let's make merry. My son who was dead is now alive. And so there was this sense of rejoicing. And I know for us as a church not being able. We haven't been able to feel like we could have a lot of fellowship dinners and things like that. And I understand. And trying to do small groups and avoid spread of COVID. And I get it. But that was this was a part of what was going on. If you remember whenever Zacchaeus the tax collector he was Jesus was walking through he sees Zacchaeus up a tree what does he say Zacchaeus come down what are we going to do we're going to go have lunch I'm going to make covenant with you now that got Jesus in a lot of trouble he was always being accused of eating with publicans and sinners why because For the religious community, the Jewish community, you don't eat because it means you're making a covenant with them. They won't eat with you. They don't want to be in the same room. They don't want to share because that's saying that I'm making a covenant with you. That's how powerful that meal is. Yet, of course, we know what Jesus said when he said, in Luke the 22nd chapter he took bread and gave thanks and break it saying unto them this is my body which is broken given for you this do in remembrance of me. Likewise also the cup after supper saying this cup is the New Testament in my blood which was shed for you. That was before the crucifixion after The resurrection. One of the miracles that Jesus performed was that he went down to where the disciples were and he made fish and bread. Another miracle that came was on the road to Emmaus when the disciples were walking and Jesus walked up beside them and then he began to talk to them. And all of a sudden, the Bible says they stopped to eat and as the Lord took and broke the bread and blessed it, they go, That's the Lord! Did not our hearts burn within us? In fact, the whole miracle of fish, serving them fish and bread on the seashore was really what <coughs> was recorded in John, the 21st chapter. And they were coming to the land. There was a fire of coals and fish were laid there and bread. Simon Peter later talks about this <coughs> in the book of Acts and says... And we are witnesses of all the things which he did in the land of the Jews in Jerusalem whom he slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up on the third day and showed him openly not to all the people but unto all the witnesses before God even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. Simon used that Time that he ate and drank with them after the resurrection as proof that Jesus had raised from the dead. The famous song we all like to quote, we all know. Shepherd song. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. How does it rise in crescendo to verse five and six when it says, He thou preparest a table? Before me. In the presence. Of mine enemies. What are you saying? Communion. Is symbolic. It is not. It is not. Transubstantiation. The blood. It's not the blood. It's not the body. Paul wrote in Corinthians. A cup of blessings which we bless. Is it not the communion of the blood of Christ, communion, fellowship of the blood of Christ. The bread which we break, is it not the communion, the fellowship, that word of the body of Christ? The communion with the blood. In other words, fellowship with the blood, fellowship with the body. For we being many are one bread and one body and we are partakers of that one bread. For I have received of the Lord that which I have delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread and blessed it, gave thanks and broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Do in remembrance of me. After the same manner he took the cup and when he had supped saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. What he was saying is that when you partake of the Lord's Supper, you are building a bridge of remembrance. Back to what God did on Calvary. The blood that was shed. The body that was broken. Why? Because here we are. I'm sorry, I, I didn't go forward. I was touching it here, but it wasn't moving it forward. Let me read it. Corinthians, sorry. There. Shows mine, Corinthians, the 10th chapter, then the 11th chapter. There it is. Notice what it says. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death to his, till he come. It goes on to say, Therefore let us a man examine himself. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. are you saying this new covenant that the lord makes and i the ushers are going to go ahead and let's stand why why don't we stand we've got a communion you don't have to come to the front you can stay where you are if you want to once you get it if you want to come to the front you can This remembrance in fact one of the things that Jesus said was I will forgive their iniquity I will remember their sin no more what a privilege it is Now these have the wafer on the top and if your children are next to you, you might help them. There's two things to tear off. and Have the wafer on the top and peel one back and then peel the other one back. This is not a meal. <laughs> Paul wrote and talked about this. this is not. It's not trying to have a big dinner I wish we could have a big dinner where we could all come and have a potluck or whatever we do and all be together and not have to worry about Corona this is not really the blood of Jesus this is symbolic It's to cause us to remember. That's what this was all about. When Jesus took the bread and he took the cup and he said, This is my blood that was shed. You know what was so important about the shedding of the blood? It's what brought about deliverance, it's what brought about remission of sins. what's that it's It's the promise and he said when you do this today you are remembering that one day somebody made a covenant that he said that was prophesied in Jeremiah and in Ezekiel there's coming a day when I'm going to establish a new covenant I'm going to forgive your iniquities I'm gonna have my body. Now I know it's a little difficult. I'm giving you a moment to get your thick fingers to get it all together. It's two things to pull off. If you want to come to the front, if you want somebody to help you. We'll be glad to. But this this is symbolic. This is not. I know it's not city barbecue or. TJ's or wherever you go on Sunday Lone Star, Texas Roadhouse Chinese place but he said as often as you do this you remember what God did for me and then you remember the body who is the body? he said we are this is why and i i appreciate all of you here and i we we have masks and if you want to wear a mask come and if you're able to come and if you need to slip in the back and we have some that brother tim is supposed to be quarantined from folks and he has oftentimes come in and slipped into the side and watched online and but i still want to be part of the body we have folks that have not been able to come for months and are still Clicking to give their support and help and pay, and we'll send in a prayer request, and folks are building a bridge. Why? I'm part of the. Uh, yes, yes. Is it bigger than this church, local church? Sure. But I'm so thankful for the body. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Thankful for people that can pray. Brother Jim Collins, when he texted me this morning, he said. I want to thank you for all the prayers and cards and people that were praying. Why? I'm remembering. I'm glad I'm a part of the body. You say, oh, Pastor, I, what is all of this? It's just a moment to say, I remember the blood that was shed on Calvary. The promise that was made. When an enemy can sit down with Isaac and say, I'll not hurt you. We'll eat a meal together. and I know countries try to do that and they have dinners and all of that and it means nothing. But to God, this was important. I'm not saying it's salvation, heaven or hell. But what I'm saying is, It's to remind me that one day he made a covenant with me. I'll forgive you. I'll shed my blood for you. What a privilege. If no one else would have ever decided to try to serve God but me, he would have still gone to Calvary so that I could be washed whiter than snow. Let's just thank the Lord for His Word. Let's thank Him for His presence. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I pray, Lord, for your people. I pray, Lord, for those that are watching online. Lord, those that are at home, those that are not here, if we can send you a communion thing, just let us know. We'll send one to you. I I pray God for the church that is around the world, in Australia and Singapore, around the globe, and around our city, and around our state and our nation. Oh God! I'm so thankful for the body. I'm so thankful for the church. I'm so thankful for believers that are trying to serve you and live for you in this hour. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't know. I, 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 I don't want to depress you, but we've seen such a transition In our nation, it's almost like falling into captivity, being taken into Babylon where they worship other gods and they don't believe and nobody believes. But guess what? I still have a covenant relationship with Almighty God. Hallelujah. Let's do this together. Let's take the wafer and the juice. For as often as you do this, you do it in remembrance of me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Help us, Lord, to examine ourselves in this hour. Oh, God, I'm so thankful. You're still filling. You're still washing whiter than snow. People are still being baptized. People are still receiving the Holy Ghost. What a privilege it is to be alive in 2021 and to feel like, Lord, we've made a covenant, a personal relationship with you. We've celebrated it by eating and drinking. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. If you need prayer or want to pray, you're welcome to come. Hallelujah. I I, I wish we could all join hands and hug necks, but one thing we can do is break bread together and celebrate the Lord's Supper together. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey. That cost a life. Hallelujah. Then paid my way. Hallelujah.